brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite. Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Back again. New week, new month. The same two black men just bringing to you more episodes talking about black men and mental health. The baddest podcast in Nashville, the only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast undertone. The only black father and son podcast in the city, man. Let's get into it. My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebug. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. And I go by L Dog, and I'm, I'm still stuck on that word only. It's going to be some followers here in a minute, but I always remember we was the only for a long, long time, and we're still the only right now. So we're just thankful again to be here this morning, and also just thankful for this beautiful day that the Lord has given us, man. It's, it's breezy outside, about 80 degrees, man. It feels like, man, I remember sometimes we go on vacation and be in Florida by the beach, man. That's what this feels like, man. It feels real good this morning, man, and just good to be alive and good to be able to experience this great weather. And also, when you got great weather, it's also good to be able to listen to a great podcast. And y'all do know this is a great podcast because it's the only father and son podcast. So, hey, man, with this breezy weather, with this Floridian style we got going on today, check this podcast out, man. Check this episode out and get with this brother's story, man. He got a unique story, man. He's a brother just grinding for his hustle, man, trying to get a... Get, trying to live his dream out, man. And that's what all black men want to do is live their dreams out, man, so they can feel like they are in Florida with their dreams. Man, that is the Black Men Vent 2 Ratchet Weather Report, guys. Beautiful day outside today, man. Make sure you guys get out. Put those headphones in, man, and tap into today's podcast. My boy Trey Hill, big dog, man. Keep shooting for the stars, man. Keep fighting for your dream. Don't give up, man. He is easily one of the most talented football players in the city, man. He's been here. He's been there. He's been to the East Coast. He's been to the West Coast. And today, he stopped by on the Black Man V2 Podcast, man. We ain't gonna hold you guys long, man. Again, we don't try to make these intros long. Right after our quick, quick break, we're gonna get right into today's episode, man. Let's do it. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today. And just like that, man, we uh we we live. We live right now. Yeah, we, we back. Live. We, we back. back. We back, we back, man. Back Good morning to you guys. Yeah. Uh man, super excited to be a part of another week. Black Men Vento Podcast, man, the only Black Father and Son Podcast in Nashville, Tennessee. Did y'all underline man, that word? Again, only. the only, only Black Father and Son yeah. Podcast in Nashville, Tennessee, man. We are excited to be here another week, man. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man vent today? Man, we done loaded y'all up with so many episodes, man. I 127, know. man. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this 127. Man, go back and binge, listen to yeah, some of them yeah. episodes, man. We done pumped a lot out. We done had a lot of primetime guests, man. And we're just thankful for the men and women that have mm-hmm. graced our platform over the last couple of weeks, last couple of months. But man, got a great guest for you again. We're gonna keep pumping the episodes out, man. That's what we do. And dude, I'm gonna need y'all to go check out my boy Trey Hill. I'm gonna need y'all to go check out his highlight tapes, all all the shifty moves that he's hey, doing. Hey man, 
I he, just checked it out. Yeah. I saw some bad resemblance. That's all. I'm going to leave it yeah, at yeah, that. Yeah. I'm going to leave it he at did. that. <laughs> hey, man, presenting the song, introducing the others. My good friend, good brother, Mr. Trey Hill. Big guy, how you feeling? I'm doing good. Don't, don't, you know, Trey Dante Hill. All the way through. All okay. Way through. Trey Dante it's Hill. Good. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Love it. I love you. I love you. My boy said, Give me, put, put the government name in there. I love it, man. Man, we glad to have you on the show, bro. Yeah, man. Glad I'm to have glad you on the show. I'm glad to be on, man. I appreciate you for bringing me out. Yes, sir. Yeah. Get on here and just talk and vent. You know. Yeah. Sure to be a good time. Let's yes, sir. It, man. Without a Let's doubt. do it, man. Trey Dante Hill, to those that do not know, this is who we have on the Black Man Venture Podcast. Let's get into it, man. Uh, first question right out the gate, man. For those that don't know you. Let's get into that, man. Who is Trey Dante Hill? Uh, where are you from, naturally, man? Kind of direct us through, man, you know, your, your pathway, if you will. And then we'll get into some more of this good conversation. Uh, I would like to say my name really don't define me uh, as a person. It's what your mother named you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What your parents decided to name you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And um born and raised 18 years. Traveled around um, pretty much the world at this point. And um it's been a fun time. Uh, football player, uh, anime lover, anime creator, um, lover of people. Yeah. <laughs> Love to laugh, have fun, enjoy, and um, hard worker. Yeah. Um, uh, played football since I was four. Um, been in the anime since I was probably about six. Got into it because of my older brother. And, um, let's see. What's the next question? If you would naturally get into conversations about your siblings, what would you say about your older brother? You know, or just your siblings in general. Like, how, how would you, how, how you directing that? Uh, <laughs> if I had to start with somebody, it would have to be my older brother. My mm-hmm. older brother, um, he knows probably like five languages fluently. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. That's so nice. He's a, a pretty amazing person. We actually just got in, it wasn't really an altercation, but yesterday morning I was just trying to tell him how amazing he is and mm. I, I kind of understand some of my talents and he always pushed my talents and I, mm. I've been away for a long time and I've never I would spotily talk to him and now that I've been back mm. we built a relationship so I just try to always remind him of his talents and the things he could do and what makes him special and um mm. he led me from the time I was born I know uh we don't really get along with my mom and uh, my parents myself I don't get along with either one of them but mm. I love them very dearly you know mm. and um uh, I tell them all the time, uh, we weren't really taught or brought or raised up by what we were good at. And um, we struggled a lot because our mom wasn't there and we were always separated. But I could just remember times when we were younger, because at first we used to play with cars and stuff like that. And then he grew up and matured before me because we're two years apart. Mm. And um, he taught himself um, Spanish, Arabic, Slavic, and all that on the computer on YouTube when the internet first came out you know AOL used to go and all that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and he used Mm -hmm. to literally sit there and wait 30 minutes to an hour for the computer to load and we'd get on YouTube before anybody knew what YouTube was and he would sit there and literally uh, reiterate the words write them down and um, teach himself how to do those things and um, uh, I think just for me from a young age seeing him do that it's something he enjoyed but it also led to later on in life as a freshman he went they sent him to junior college you know mm-hmm. he he always over exceeded and over strided in those areas mm-hmm. without really trying because that's just something he was good at and something he enjoyed mm-hmm. and um i know he always instilled that in me we um he always told me to go for the things that i want and um strive for the things that i think that i could do and really don't let nobody tell me nothing different and uh 
he embodied that, you know. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's what made me the type of person that I am today. If I was to start with my older brother, um, to start next would be my younger sister. My younger mm-hmm. sister, I only have one sister, so I have three siblings. Uh, my older brother, my younger sister, and then my younger brother on my dad's side. So my younger sister and my younger brother mm-hmm. on my dad's side. On my mom's side is my older brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my mom and uh, my dad don't really get along, obviously. They're not together. And um, on my dad's side, I have my younger sister. She's crazy, just like my dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's doing a long time for um, assaulting two officers. And, wow. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. she's uh, pretty crazy, but... She's actually a console when you get to know mm-hmm. her and talk to her, uh, a sweet person. And she she looks for love and she tries to do things for other people. And I don't think people really reciprocate what she has going. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you know how I could be a black woman in the world trying to understand. So um, I think that's what pretty much led to where she's at. And um, I really don't talk to her, but when she's usually out and we usually talk and we keep a, a close relation as we can. And um, yeah. So that's pretty good. And then my younger brother, he has spina bifida. So he's on crutches and he, he wears braces, but um, he's very intelligent. He likes to make music, you know? Um, when I was in LA, um, he had flew out to LA one time to come see his mom. He now lives in LA and now lives in Nashville. <laughs> Ironically. Now flip. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But when he came out, um, my cousin Ote is, uh, he's a, uh, he makes beats and do all that type of stuff in the studios in different areas in LA. So. Uh, I was able to get him into a um, studio and help him get his his little tag and stuff wow. for himself That's and things cool, like man. that. So yeah, I was able to help him do that. And um, he was a part of my childhood as well too. Um, for him to have spina bifida, so for those who don't know what that is, it's just a problem with your spine. It's just a regular, so uh, it makes him walk different. So he needs braces for his legs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you would see him and you would see that, but he's very athletic. He used to run around on all fours and play with me when I was little, little as well. And um, he was in a foster home and stuff like that. Like my dad doesn't really claim, like obviously I have a lot of family issues, but my siblings, man, they uh, they embody a lot of what made me. And that's just like a little tip of the iceberg of what I can tell you about. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, man, I'm just, man, that's that little bit you just told us, man. That's, that's mm-hmm. a lot, man for a young brother to go through, man. But uh, what I was sitting here thinking about is, uh, so how does your family, your siblings and everything feel about your football career? Yo, 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 good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city and peace to the planet. Ski, you, you, If you don't know what that means, you need to go figure it out. What's up, Nashville, man? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. It is the baddest podcast in Nashville, the only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast undertone. The only black father and son podcast in Nashville, Tennessee, guys. If you follow our platform regularly, then you know right about now we get into what is called the BMVT ad break moment. Yes, guys, we support any small business that wants to get their name out, get some exposure, and let people know what they do in the city of Nashville. Guys, we wanna take the time again to continue to promote that we do $15 advertisements, Nashville. Guys, we've been heard not only nationally, but internationally. Wouldn't you love to hear your business on a platform that is not only heard nationally, but internationally? 
you guys tap in with us, man. We don't care if you do hair. We don't care if you do nails. We don't care if you got a little cousin named Ray Ray that sell lemonade. We gonna promote Ray Ray to have the best lemonade in Nashville. We gonna promote you, sister, to having the best nails, being the best nail tech in Nashville. If you do hair, hey, man, we gonna promote you. That's one thing we gonna do. We gonna hype you up because what we understand Nashville is it feels good to be recognized. It feels good to hear your name on a radio show, on a podcast. It feels good to be seen. And when you feel good, you know that your mental health is going to feel good as well. Tap in, man, with the baddest podcast. Guys, if you or anybody that you know would like to advertise your business on our show, email us right now. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Black Men Vent, the number two at yahoo.com. That is B L A C K M E N V E N T two at yahoo.com. Let's get back into today's episode. Uh, I would say with the dynamics, everything, you know, um, they're very proud of me, of course. Um, playing on a professional level, um, being picked up um, by Colts and then XFL and then IFL, which is big, big now. And mm-hmm. the fan control football is a face of, you know, billboards and buses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're very proud of me in, in that aspect. But, you know, this uh, obviously mental health thing. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, showing that you're proud is one thing and then being proud is another thing. Yeah. You know? and yeah. That doesn't fall on my siblings in a concept of me saying that, but um, it for sure falls back on my upbringing, my family, and right. um, my parents, right. my team. Right, right. So you've been an athlete your whole career. I'm talking. You said since four. Since four. Yes, and that's so. the only. Is that the only sport you play? You play baseball, basketball, wrestle, track, all that. Uh, so I did. I ran track. I didn't run track till eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, then I played basketball. Um, I didn't play basketball till eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I started running track uh, for the school, Dixon Middle School, when I moved down to Dixon. And then I knew I was good at track by, because um, my coach, Terry Edmondson, is actually my best friend's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was my coach at the time. He had put me in like Hershey's track and it was my first year running and I made it to nationals. Wow. And uh, it's like 50,000 kids there. And yeah. like at the end of the meeting, at the end of everything, you have like the ceremony and things. And they called my name for like the scholarship <laughs> that they give out. Wow. And like I was just so shocked and surprised because there was 50,000 people, you know? Yeah, and then they call then, your name. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, in the spotlight. And yeah, it was just a crazy moment for me. And that was like probably one of the first times, you know, as a kid, you're always cocky and you think, oh, I'm the best this, I'm the best that. You really can't differentiate who is what other mm-hmm. than the guy that's out in front, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think that was a point in my life where I realized, okay, um, I maybe could do something with the sports stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I just thought about? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, man. When you was playing like junior pro ball and all that, did you ever get a participation trophy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You Thank you. You take a <laughs> <in> there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. 
yeah. We we we, we had a good uh, I don't I don't, know I don't, episode. I'm glad was, to see that, but, uh, that you didn't. Nah. That's good. We we brought up the conversation, man, that you come natural. Who was we talking to? Uh, ten was it ten? Was it uh, headache? Headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah headache. we talking yeah, to headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. the the scenario was, man, that you know a lot of these kids nowadays are just receiving, uh, I guess your 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 gratification, you know, as if you earn something just for being there. So we talked about participation participation trophies. So a lot of times, let's just say we we grew up, man, first, second, third place, mm-hmm. naturally, right. right? Nowadays, you feel me? Kids will just get trophies for just being on the team. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it doesn't teach you how to lose. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what we were kind of touching on. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, it's not teaching these kids how to lose. And you know, just with us coming up and our upbringing, we know how to lose, and naturally, we know how we feel. Mm-hmm. You know about that. Right. And these kids just ain't getting that same type of. Mm-hmm. That's what we was. That's what we was touching. Mm-hmm. On. And with that man, just just you know, what do you what do you see that is uh that is also something in these kids, man, in terms of they they work ethic, man. Why don't they have it? You feel me? Like what what are you seeing? You know, naturally um, behind what we was just talking about. Uh, I'm a person that like naturally like the floor things, so I'm a mm-hmm. person that see a glass, I see it half full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you know, For some sure. people see it half empty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think uh, as far as participation goes, um, again, we're on a met- mental health uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, first, second, and third mentality is uh, obviously a great mentality to have. I think as far as the competition part of it is something that is bred at home. You know what I'm saying? Because, okay, you can get a participation trophy, right? Okay, right. we all participated. Right. Yeah. But this yeah. person got the first, second, third trophy, and I got a participation trophy. You go home with that participation trophy and look at it like what? Oh, I played in this, clout chasing. That's what type of child you want? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I participated yeah. in this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you gonna get a kid that's going to take it home and be like, I participated in this, but I don't have the first, second, and third. Thank trophy. you, man. Okay, yeah. let's put this on the shelf and let me go do some push-ups and run some laps because sure. there you go. There and you go. There so you yeah. can look at it at, in both ways in a, in, a, in a sense of that. But as far as for me, like I I never really got uh, trophies, even in so people don't know that Cane Ridge. When I moved to Cane, when I moved back here from Dixon, Cane Ridge was the worst school in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved to the school. Um, I led them to state and track, and then I led them to the playoffs for the first time in their school history. Their first uh, school uh, winning and program. The way that Cane Ridge is now, there's a lot of me moving from Dixon to that to there, mm-hmm. and it was just simply because of the mentality that mm-hmm. I brought, mm-hmm. and it was uh, very much not reciprocated. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? In a sense of yeah. when the season was over, I didn't get any awards or anything like that. And of yeah. course, my teammates. Thank me and love me again. Right, right. It's a way to show appreciation. Right. It's a way to show signature. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so right, right. everything comes full okay. circle. But yeah. what's taught at home and the upbringing of what's put up on your child, that's what makes that child what is what he what he's going to be. Yeah, so yeah. And see, one that's thing that participation trophy creates also is a for some not for all kids. I'm talking about in general now. Yes, Sometimes it creates a, a sense of uh, entitlement mm-hmm. because you're thinking. I've always gotten rewarded, no matter if I yeah. did my best. It don't yeah, matter. Yeah, I still yeah. get rewarded. Right. So then, when you start getting in some areas where you're not getting rewarded, then here comes the mental health piece, mm-hmm. where you start getting some type of attitude because I'm not receiving the same type of um, uh, recognition mm-hmm. that I used to get by putting out less effort. 
You right. know what I'm saying? Because right. some people thrive on that. If I can right. just get a deep, what they said, D's get degrees. Yeah. Right. D's yeah. didn't get no degrees yeah. in my yeah. when I was coming up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you didn't make A's and B, right. you scared to go home. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so I also feel like, like I said, that comes with the upbringing. Yeah, exactly. That you don't get a participation trophy. You know what I'm saying? Or you, oh, I participated in cloud chasing. Or yeah. you, I participated, but yeah. I wanted more. Now you're not getting anything physically to show that you participated. Mm-hmm. Is it going to make you want it more? Or <laughs> is it going to turn into a mental health issue? Exactly. Yeah. Look, and let me tell you what Headache said. Now, Headache said, yeah. shout yeah. out to Headache. Headache said, man, Headache, headache was, matter of fact, Headache was an uh, uh, N1 basketball player back in the day. Yeah. So he, he called. Nice. Yeah, he no, called, man. Yeah. But he Thank said, you. What that does, man, it has these kids out here, man, and uh, not only is it creating that uh, atmosphere of entitlement, but it's also, it it came about because, let's be real, we was getting all the accolades in the sports world. So they had to even the, even the playing field yeah. out some kind of way. Yeah. So I tell you what we do. Trophy. Let's give them yeah. a, let's give them yeah. a yeah. 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 Since we ain't coming in first yeah. play, we're gonna yeah. get something. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, that's, that's how that went down. But that's again, true. it creates a mental thing, man, where you you expect something for nothing, basically. You know what I'm saying? And I look at it, taking what you just said. Um, we're gonna give a participation trophy for the things that they can't do. And I look at that and I tie it back to like culture and culture vulture. Yeah, you know? culture vulture. Uh oh, culture vulture. Yeah, culture vulture. yeah. yeah. wake up. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? You take a part of that, and then you see them giving a participation trophy. Yeah, that's giving a participation trophy, heightening awareness for such and such. We know where we're going with that, but also creating a mental blocking of the health issue for such and such. Yeah, you know man. What I'm so it's all about. How you view and look at it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like because see, check this out too. It just it just keep coming back. But check this out. So you get in a participation trophy and you, now you're expecting things. Mm-hmm. So then what if you get in a relationship and that thing ain't going like you wanted to go? But I I expect you because I just put forth minimum effort in in this relationship. I'm expecting to be rewarded for that. You know what I'm saying? But in relationship, everybody got to do their best to make the relationship work. But now they have been doing. I've been getting rewarded for not doing just being here. So, but that just go to show you that ain't that 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 that's not how it goes, man. So it's just one of them things, man. Well, like you said, it's all depending on your perspective. But then again, it's all depending on. How the people that giving out these trophies, how they, you know, how they make that, how they, how they make that sound. In other words, if I was a coach and they gave me a bunch of trophies to give to my team for participation, you know what I tell them? Do y'all really want this? Because this, this right here ain't what we, what we trying to do. Right, we, exactly. we, you know what I'm saying? Now, do if y'all want one, I give it to you. But yeah. this ain't what we trying to do. My yeah. son, he's not gonna get here. We gonna leave his here. If anybody yeah, won't get yeah, here, yeah. they can take it with them. Yeah. But we want the we want the other one. We want yeah. the big one. You know what I'm saying? So it always gives you something to, to strive yeah. for. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because just like you right now, you're not where you want to be as far as your your career is concerned, right? right. So you're still striving. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It takes the it takes it takes the grind out if you just keep giving me something for not doing too much. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It takes the grind out, man. But when you want something real bad and you hadn't attained it yet, oh, you grinding, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know you grinding right now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See here, man. What naturally right now are you getting into to advance your career? Talk to Nashville, man. Uh, right before we get ready to get a commercial break, real quick. Talk to Nashville about where you at in your career. How's things looking in terms of you know what you're doing with football, man, and what's what's to come. Mm, with that question, I like to like 
So like I would like to make a show or something like that called like Life of a Real Street Free Agent. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I'm a real street free agent. Like I've actually touched a certain level and I fell to a certain level mm-hmm. and then rose to a certain level and fell back down to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And now uh, I wasn't. I haven't necessarily been plagued with injury, but I had an injury and it's uh, slow healing. So I had to work through that. Even mm-hmm. on that film, you know what I'm saying. I was working mm-hmm. through that same injury. Really? Uh, yes. Wow. And um, it's it's an injury to the toe. The toe is the slowest healing part wow. of the body. Yeah, that's that Dion thing, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So it's a uh, very um, detrimental yeah. to the situation. But um, whew, to tie it back to your uh, question, man. Um, ask it one more time. No, you good, man. Just just I'm a, if if I'm gonna be honest with you, because now you don't you don't spark my interest with another question. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we may be bleeding into the second half, man. But how does it make you feel, bro? And I and I know and, and I know that's a general question, but we talking about you know your talent, mm-hmm. you know your ability, mm-hmm. but it's that dang toe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it makes me feel mm, good. And what makes it what makes me say that because. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, Lord, put things in in your place when you think you're too high or you think you're too good or mm-hmm. you're too far ahead of yourself or something like that. And I don't think I was too far ahead of myself or anything like that. But I felt like it helped me sit down and find more of the person that I am because I was doing a lot of things that I was doing before for other people. And I was just able to do those things because I was so naturally good at those things. Mm-hmm. And the thing that to put a word in things to put something in the people's mind mm-hmm. is speed they call me the flash you know mm-hmm. and with the toe it's like it takes you from legendary 4-2 legendary 4-3 to a 4-4 or 4-5 mm-hmm. which isn't mm-hmm. that much of a difference in my abilities and capabilities really don't mm-hmm. change but it's just that time and an amount of 40 second a 40 yard dash mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying 40 yards really rule the nation mm-hmm. and i'm doing this podcast before i go out to another camp where now my foot is healed and everything is better. And I feel like you get in these new leagues and things like that. And like with the place that you hold, like on social media in the world. And mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't matter because that type of stuff doesn't matter. It was just a means for me to get to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they kind of troll you and, and, and throw certain things out there mm-hmm. like to make it look like, oh, he, he really can't do this. Or he mm-hmm. really can't. Mm-hmm. But I'm the type of person that's like, I sit back cool whatever i know the real <laughs> issue you know what i'm saying it's like uh i'm a happy laugh slash you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. but it the laugh is gonna be with you shaking hands and stuff yeah. like that and sure. oh man you could you did that did. but i remember you that didn't that mm-hmm. said this yeah. before or yeah. sound like uh uh two people that i'm thinking about in the sports world and i it, at this present time, Shakari Richardson. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Oh, what you oh, just said. Did you see that last race, oh, man? man. I yeah. seen, oh, I seen man. It. Hey, man. Like, you see how she walked yeah. them girls down, man. Shout out to the Yeah, over on the end. Yeah, you don't do too much on the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I think Jamaica had held that race for a long time. For a long yeah, time. And she walked two of them now. Two Jamaicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, I love to see that, man. And I love yeah, to see yeah. us get back to where we used to be in it, man. Yeah, and that's right. number one in them sports, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you basically just alluded to, that was that. And I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball just mm-hmm. got on. 
Instagram because I think Stephen A. Smith. They missed somebody's workout kind of, video or yeah, something. Some yeah, kind of report that you know he probably it, it's hard for him to get up out the chair. Lonzo posted a video of him doing a leg ups yeah, with one chair. leg. So he's like, man, where are your sources? At? Yeah. So that's basically what you were saying, man. Like they count, they count you out. Yeah. You know, in certain areas. Oh, yeah. think about what you just said yeah. too, man. The media, man. How do they oh, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now think about this. You're told, you know that. Yeah. And sometimes when the media don't know that, they be like, oh, he don't lost a step. They'll paint something. Yeah. He don't yeah. lost yeah. a step. You know what I'm saying? That's what and that's saying. sad that's how the media yeah. controls that narrative, man. But then you just have to fight through it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you just got to fight right through it. Mental health is, yeah. Yeah, especially in sports, like it's such on a grand scale, like you can fight through it or you can give into it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. could be fed up with it, even though I can give back. Mm-hmm. But look at the time it's going to take. Look at the work I put into it. So, like, that's why you see people retire or going mm-hmm. through something at a lower level or a lower rate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because, like, the media, it, it's, it's definitely got a lot to do with yes. what you got going on here with yes. mental health benefits. So like true. That. That's a good, so that's a good segue into commercial, man. Y'all know how we rockin', man. Trey Dante Hill. Is with us on the Black Men Two podcast, guys. We appreciate y'all for tuning yes, in. Yes, sir. Right after this commercial break, we'll get right back into it. Yes, sir. What's up, guys? What's up, Nashville? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. We hope you guys are enjoying today's episode, man. And we want to take the time to get into a commercial break. If you guys follow our platform regularly, then you know in the middle of our episodes we always get a commercial break in to try and educate you guys on just a little bit more things that need to be involved and discussed with mental health and one of those things that need to be more discussed is the impact that breast cancer can have on your mental health both men and women today's commercial break guys is a youtube excerpt from Johns Hopkins Medicine where a young young black woman by the name of Renee being a breast cancer survivor discusses the importance of getting screenings and mammograms. Early detection of breast cancer in black women has reduced the breast cancer death rate for black women over the past 20 years. Breast cancer can affect your mental health. Take some time to check out this commercial break. Because I was diagnosed early, my sisters were screened. And my younger sister went in for what was a routine. She was not symptomatic at all. There was no lump that she could feel. I felt mine in the shower. You couldn't feel my sister's, it was microscopic. The mammogram found a lump that you couldn't see, nor that you could feel. It saved her life. And she's wonderful. She's going on living a fruitful, prosperous, and wonderful life because she had the power, took the power to not let fear um, dictate her fate. And she went in for a mammogram. Mammograms help save our lives. And because we know that the types of cancers that um, African-American women can develop can be associated with a higher recurrence risk, super important um, to participate in screening 
get diagnosed as early as possible. And then even more important, if you do get diagnosed with one of these cancers, um, keep up with the treatment recommendations. The death rate from breast cancer has been decreasing steadily for the last 20 years for African-American women, for Caucasian women, and about half of that effect is related to better treatments. And we're seeing better treatments for these more dangerous triple negative and these more dangerous HER2 positive breast cancers uh, being introduced every year. Mammogram is more frightening when we talk about it than it is to actually take it. And what's so awesome is that it's not intrusive. There's no surgery, it's pressure so that they can get a good picture and then we're gone. And I'd rather take a few minutes of pressure for a good picture than to not know what's going on with my body. I've had them and I've had many. And I will say this also, to the person who's really afraid of a mammogram, I'd be afraid not to have it. Back you were lying now, yeah. I had some we, technical difficulties, man, but we it's on and cracking now. We back, man. Good morning to you guys again, man. If you're just not tuning in, as I said, something's wrong with you, man. Yeah, we got man. my guy Trey Dante Hill, man. Yes, humble man. spirit, man. Humble man, humble yeah, body. Man. He's with us on the Black Man Vintage like this podcast, brother, man. Guys. Like this brother. Um, Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vintage today, man? Y'all know how we rock in the second half of our episode, man. We get down to what needs to be understood about this brother and his mental health. So let's talk about it, man. Uh, Trey, to every guest, we ask this trademark question, man. What would you like to vent about today on Black Men Vent? <sighs> Just um, literally mental health being a choice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when it comes to the problems you face and suffer and the things that you're going against, like I would like to put out to not put anybody's issues or problems sweep them under the rug but there's nothing really new under the sun mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and there's different ways to deal and handle things mm -hmm. with things mm -hmm. that you have mental and physical issues with, mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and, uh, i think that uh just myself in general i say that from experience because i've had a lot of problems with um my mental health period mm -hmm. you know and I didn't necessarily turn to drugs or um, a lot of people say you need a, what is it, a psychiatrist, you need help in that manner. Mm -hmm. um, uh, um, a shrink, is that what it's called? You need mm -hmm. a shrink, something like that. And mm -hmm. I'm a person that likes to feel and have emotion, you know? And I believe um, allowing yourself to feel and let those emotions take course is a very important thing for your mental health and making yourself better. Of course, you know, you shouldn't try to harm people with the type of things that you go through and uh, your own issues. You shouldn't take them out on other people and try to reflect that on other people. And again, I am human and in certain situations, relationships and things like that. I believe I've done that, but I've also caught myself because I wouldn't like to take that that far in a capacity in a sense of why I will harm someone mental health or physical or spiritual health you know mm -hmm. and how i was able to catch those type of things just for myself is because i like to be very aware and um i see my parents do those type of things you know my dad uh put his hands on women and i've seen my mom be faithful to a man and i've seen my mom 
be disloyal to a man, you know? And um, I've seen both sides of those things and I've seen the reasons why those mm. things took place and why they happened, you know? And I can't sit here and say I understand everything and why, but a vast majority of it, you know, there's cause and effect, you know? Mm. Uh, I understand life in that sense. So just moving forward with um, mental health issues and things that you struggle with, things like that, um, just know there is a choice, you know what I'm saying? Cause and effect and just let the uh whatever caused it not not let whatever caused it be a negative effect mm. on you and your life yeah yeah i like that man and like, like you said man one thing about me, some people are you know like you say you're, you're a brother born with a certain deficiency some people have deficiencies you know mental deficiencies but a lot of times a lot of cases some of this mental health stuff is from circumstances and situations, man, mm-hmm. and things that we uh, allow ourselves to get introduced to exactly. that's probably take us down a road that we didn't want to be on. Right. And sometimes you go too far down that road and then it starts messing with your mental, man. And they think, you know, you don't went to a place where you can't recover. You know what I'm saying? And see, it's nothing wrong, man, with getting you some help to recover. But you don't have to stay in recovery, man, the rest of your life. You know what right. I'm saying? Once you once you get the reset, then you start back over. You right. know what I'm saying? But some people get the victim mentality, mm-hmm. and you know, and then they always want to be the victim right. and never try to come out of that. But you got to come out of that at some point, man, and stop, you know, being the victim so that we can help other people not go through what we go through. You know what right. I'm saying? Because if I'm if I got a situation, man, and if I can help anybody, matter of fact, that's when I'm on this mic right now. If I can help anybody, man, that's what I want to do, man. I want to help somebody, man, so that so that your life won't have to go through. Cause look, life is naturally gonna have roadblocks. Well, let me move some of them out the way for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So I'm glad you're here because see, that's what I like about this podcast, man. Even if your 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 story is not heard today, tomorrow, next week. But it might be five years from now. Some young brother going through the same thing you're going through. And he listening to your story. He said, man, you know what? I can do it. I can beat the odds. Because that brother did it. That's why we here, man. So, yeah, I love that, man. Love it, man. So, check this out, man. So, I'm just sitting back, man. I've been watching you. Watching your demeanor. Where you get that cool demeanor from, man? Where that come from, man? You just been laid back. You know what I'm saying? When I saw you out in the vestibule, man, you laid back, chilling. You came up here, you chilling. Where that come from, man? You got an old soul, man. Yo, 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 Nashville. What's up? What's up, man? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. If you guys follow our platform regularly, if you've been down with us since day one, ride or die fans, you guys know right about now we get into what is called the BMVT Black News Weekly segment. What does that mean for our new listeners that's tapping in on today's episode? It means that anything that is going on in Nashville that is black. Black events, black culture, black vending events, whatever's going on in the city that you, yes you, black man or black woman, can be a part of, guys. Let's tap into it, man. Let's see what we got going on in our great city of Nashville. Each and every first Friday of the month, the Nashville Black Market guys, we continue to support them because they are truly, truly changing the narrative behind black businesses in our city of Nashville. The first Friday market, guys, 900 Rosa Parks Boulevard. Come check us out, man. Come check out the Nashville Black Market. They will be there to once again celebrate over 70 black-owned businesses, guys. 
man, they're doing something great in this city, man. You're talking about food trucks, live music, vendors, installation, games. A truly culturally led event, man, that you can come dance, you can come just be yourself at the Nashville Black Market event, guys. It's October the 6th, again, this Friday from 6 to 10. Make sure you guys get into that. Next week, man, for all of our TSU folks, man, our Big Blue guys, our Big Blue community, TSU will be having their homecoming week, man. Get geek, get geeked. It is homecoming week. Make sure y'all tap in, man, uh, to the Black Men Venture Podcast. Our episode next week, we'll throw out some events that TSU is doing for their big week, man, and as they prepare for their game next Saturday, guys. Tap in, man. This has been the BNVT Black News Weekly segment. If you guys ever want to put your event or something that you're doing in Nashville as a part of our Black News Weekly segment, let us know, man. Y'all got to talk to us. Y'all got to talk to us. Email us at blackmenvent, the number two, at yahoo.com. B-L-A-C-K-M-E-N-V-E-N-T, two, at yahoo.com. Let's get back into this episode. I just, um, I've been through a lot, you know, uh, so I didn't get to tell him in the beginning. So my grandma is first African-American female firefighter on my mom's side. Wow. Come on, come on, man. Say it again, man. Say it again. My grandma, one of them easily, is the first African-American female firefighter. History in the family, man. Yeah, so History, man. On my mom's side, and then on my dad's side, my real grandmother. Um, I didn't get to meet her because my granddad shot her in the head with a Desert Eagle. Um, oh, with my dad and my uncle in the room, and my dad and uncle escaped. My granddad was in prison and then freed like shortly after, and he started a whole new family. So wow. I got like family that I don't even know. So like, wow. just to even start before I was even born, like. Trauma. My dad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> went through trauma and like yeah, man. resiliency of the situation. You know, as a kid, my nose was in the air. I didn't know the differentiate how to differentiate those things. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I understood. So a lot of the things that I, uh, I've went through, um, I've seen that the type of situation and the timeline that I live, because um, make no mistake, there is a timeline mm-hmm. to everything. Yes. Um, those were probably the cards, the hands that I was dealt and what I was meant to deal with. And um, but I don't have any kids. Before I have any kids, I feel like I should be able to juggle even what was before me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's where this cool demeanor comes from. Man, and you know what? And I like what you just said too, man, that you've been through some things, you've seen some things, and you don't want to bring children into a situation where you're not stable. Yes, sir. I like that, man. That's, yes, that's a good, that's yeah. real good, yeah. man. Because again, children, when you start having them, they become your world. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? You sacrifice everything for them. So I'm glad that you're taking that approach, man. But do you want to have kids one day? Of course. Yeah. Yes, cool. Sir. Cool. Yes, cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. You need to have your little, a little CJ Jr. running around. <laughs> <man>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need that, man. Because again, you you just seem like you're a cool brother. You be you be able to handle something like that, man. So, man, I just when you just said that, man, it just goes to show, man. A lot of times, we say this a lot, I can look at you right now and you seem like you good. You seem like you cool, everything is good. But you never know what's going on up here. You never know what kind of trauma 
people have dealt with. And for you to say that your granddad, unfortunately, did what he did, and for your father and who else was there, wow. man, that's 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 tough, man, yeah. because you never know how that affected them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. some of the things you say your father did, if he didn't address what happened that day, right. that could have been where it stemmed from. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I think the fact that you understand that, too, is kind of dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot mm-hmm. of people are not... Uh, emotionally intelligent behind certain things and I think naturally that plays a role in how you treat other people you just said it you you pretty much kind of finished when you started off you said that mental health is a choice Mm. and with that we talked about it on one of these 100 podcasts (laughs) we talked about how some people abuse it Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what I mean Um, you got some folks man they really really take advantage of like these mental health resources and mental mm-hmm. health things acting yeah as if they have yeah. your ADHDs yeah. your PTSDs mm-hmm. and it is robbing the truth the truth yeah. mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know the resource that is needed yeah. naturally for their own mental health uh, and tie back to what he's saying um, about people getting over and then helping and applying people that's faking Mm-hmm. Burn the people that's trying to help. Mm-hmm. It hurts mm-hmm. to, it's a cycle to everything. Yeah, it's man. Yeah. Everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I want to touch on that naturally, man, because you know it's it's a choice. Because it's it's it's, it's one thing you said. It's a cause and effect in everything. Mm-hmm. And um, touching back, man, a little bit on your on your football journey, man. What was the one instance, if you can remember? that pretty much just had you, you know, just truly, truly withdrawn, if you will, mentally. You know, just what, did you have a point where, you know, you got lied to in a, in a oh, situation? Yeah. Or you have a point where, you know, you 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 did not perform in your best interest at a camp because you was a little anxiety driven, you was mm-hmm. depressed, man. Talk to us through, talk Nashville through, if you will, mm-hmm. about those times, man, because mm-hmm. what you're gonna shine light on mm-hmm. is the athletes, mm-hmm. major or minor sports, big stage, small light. Mm-hmm. Y'all still definitely go through things even on that field, but it's folks inside in that crowd. They weren't about fan duel and why you ain't getting three percent. Yeah, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so touch on that. Though. Yeah, true. Um, I have three major instances in my life that probably um, defines me very much. Um, when I first came out of college, so I rushed my way out of college. Um, I didn't care about going to a division one or anything like that. I did care, but I knew as long as I can make it four years out of college, um, cause I didn't think I was that smart coming out of high school. And then I learned like, you're actually pretty brilliant as I went through college, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then, uh, so I rushed my way out of college, uh, four or five years in college and tried to get into the, uh, the NFL because I believe regional combines, I just go to the regional combine. I've been running 4-2 since high school. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I go on a 4-2 then. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I leave out of college and they take away the uh, regional combines. Boom. So I have to find all this stuff, wow. these new leagues and stuff. Yeah. All this stuff started popping up literally when I came out of college. So that's why I'm so well versed in all this stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm homeless. I come home from college. Um, I'm supposed to stay with my family. My dad's supposed to help me. All this other stuff. A bunch of crazy stuff happens. I'm homeless. I'm living wow. homeless. Living with my cousin Ote. I have a girlfriend of five years I've been going through college with. Uh, she asked me to uh, come out there and move with her and stay while I go through the draft. Um, I'm thinking uh, she loves me. This at the third. Um, not realizing 
She knows I'm fast. She knows the ability I have. She knows my brain. Mm. Touche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I get there. I start okay. staying with her and her grandma. She's cheating on me. She gets chlamydia. Oh. I, yeah. What? I try to look over it. Yeah. Uh, I try to look over it. Get past. She gets chlamydia again. Yeah. Come to find out, it's from my best friend. Oh. Yeah. So this is the black. This, this is the black men vent too. Yeah. Wow. So, it uh it all comes full circle to a, a young mind so i've been like i said before i've been through a bunch of stuff uh my mom really didn't even like me growing up so like none of that ever affected me you can't tell and i smile and keep this demeanor because mm-hmm. uh i don't know that stuff just coming out of me is good coming back to me is bad that's okay i could block it out because if it was in me is good then none of that other stuff matter i can smile and be happy i respect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that stuff happens and uh i end up not getting picked up or anything and um i get into count with the colts uh you don't see any pictures of that or anything right okay cool okay uh, two weeks get my little little money whatever get on <laughs> wow okay i'm ready to quit i'm ready to be done with it yeah um, yeah this is some stuff that's never been heard of so welcome to the black podcast yeah, black yeah. Podcast. yeah. hey you talk um you talk? My best friend, Jaquan, hits me up because I'm like, I'm done with football, this, that, the third. Mm-hmm. You know, he's look how far we come. If you look him up, uh, Jaquan Lewis, probably one of the biggest basketball names coming out of Nashville because he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, signed with Milwaukee and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, moving forward, second situation. Oh, let me finish that one. He hit me up when I was ready to quit. He told me, uh, look how far we come. You know, why not keep striving? Yeah, this, that, man. The third. Yeah. Yeah, all, he don't know anything about the signing, anything about the camp, anything mm-hmm. like that. He just mm-hmm. see me struggling and suffering. How to, we didn't have a disconnect, but we really didn't communicate because we was living life, you know, here yeah. and there. But mm-hmm. to have him hit me up in that time and moment, mm-hmm. it's a story behind that. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. probably my best friend is him, Sam, the people I met in Dixon. Those are who I consider my best friend. Yeah, that picked me up. Um, moving on, second situation. Uh, whew. Yeah, the first one was was crazy. The second one is um, getting into the XFL. I'm getting into the XFL. I'm mm-hmm. texting the head coach. Uh, he's hitting me up on Twitter and texting me, telling me he's going to draft me. He's going to pick me up because uh, I went to the camp. I caught his eye after doing some other stuff, a whole bunch of stuff, cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, during the draft, I'm literally texting this man, <laughs> and they picking people. And he like, all right, uh, I'm going to pick you up first pick. That I don't get picked up, they go another way. I actually oh. pick up another receiver. Wow. Then, um, yeah, don't worry about it. Just sit tight. I'm going to pick you up in this draft. The draft's going through. My family's watching this. <laughs> yeah. No pick, no pick, no oh, pick. We get to the last wow. pick. Oh, I'm going to for sure pick you up. Uh, this other third. No pick. <laughs> so my family just watched all of this. Um, everything went down. I've been training. Um, social media at its all time high. <laughs> and um, support at its all time high. Um, and then I don't get picked up. Well, that's a supplemental draft. I'm gonna pick you up in the supplemental draft. Okay, I'm trusting this coach. Is uh, um, I won't say any names, but obviously, mm-hmm. if you look at my history, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, go through the supplemental draft. Boom, supplemental draft. Don't get picked up. Don't get picked up. Don't get picked. Don't get picked. I'm done with football. Wow, <laughs> you know, man. my in my head, I'm done yeah, with football. Man. Um, I'm I'm on to doing the things that we know as black people to try to further my own life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so and, and, um, I feel I feel you. Yeah, too. I feel I'm in the middle of uh, doing some uh, stupid simple things. Yeah, getting ready to do some stupid simple things. Mm-hmm. I get the call. Okay, it's the first day of free agency. 
um, throughout the whole process, I couldn't pick you up because they wouldn't let me pick you up. You got the receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, what's that mean? First day of free agency, I had a controller uh, bring you in the camp. I'm flying you out. It's a two week gap between the supplemental draft and season. Mm-hmm. Two weeks of me thinking I'm not playing football. Three the, weeks, really, yeah. of me not not training, not yeah. none of that. Are you ready to come into camp? Oh, yeah, of course I'm going to come camp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, get your yeah. bags packed. I'm going to send you the itinerary. You fly out tomorrow. I fly yeah. out tomorrow. Yeah, I fly out tomorrow. Wow. Mind you, again, I'm doing the things yeah. that black people do. Yeah, Okay, so life changing right there. Yeah. You think I ain't yeah. cry all the way to the airport? All the way to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, that happened. Uh, wow, life changing. Boom, yeah. three, what I just told y'all about uh, situation FCF. Um, um, height, height of the height, face of the face, and glory, 4 2. Um, catching all the passes uh, mm-hmm. on, on point, on point. Injury, non contact injury. Wow. Uh, wow. My coach, I got injured. Everybody seen me get injured. I come back to the side, the coach that's usually always on my side decided today to not be on my side mm. and say I'm I'm faking. Wow. Ain't that son? Wow. I get a little time to recover. You try to force me back to the field. I get back on the field, still perform. Yeah. Time to get cut. People getting cut. Obviously, you're on the bus, your face is on the wall. Mm-hmm. They gonna let you heal. People got MCL, this that their injuries, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we getting ready to go to practice. Got my stuff in the calf, helmet. Hey, TL, come here. Coach, come and get me. I get up, get ready to walk to him. Bring your stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody had turned. The whole calf, watch you walk out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as you walk out, you know everybody else think it's a regular day, trying to talk to you. Where you going, bro? Why are you following him? Your phone before you get even down there to drop your stuff off. 60 messages. Already <laughs> People from outside already know. Oh <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't even got the news wow, to even, man. you know what I'm saying? That's People sad. don't get to see this side that's of sad. it, you know? Yeah, sitting there face to face with the people that told you, oh, mm-hmm. we love you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's a different side of it. I don't work mm-hmm. as hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk too much. Uh, you don't put enough time in off the field mm-hmm. before I was the hardest worker. Uh, you put so much time in, you're so respectful to sit there and see those people that you feel like mm-hmm. you were going to rise with and go mm-hmm. somewhere with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flip the switch on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to keep the business face mm-hmm. and the smile mm-hmm. and fight back the tears. Mm-hmm. 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 That made me today. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I thank you for sharing. Man, thank you, man. Not you know what? Right, thank you for your transparency, right. man. And I, and I just right. want to say, man, right. that you, with your resiliency, man, and the way you persevere through all your um, downfalls and upcomings and all that stuff, that roller coaster ride you've been on, <laughs> yes, and it still had that smile when I'm looking at right now. <laughs> yes, hey, man, that's a blessing, dude. Thank that's you. a blessing, man. That's a blessing, man. So let me ask you this. So the dude. We ain't gonna call his name in the XFL. Did did you play in the league that year? XFL. Yeah, he brought me in. And so, the reason I got released uh-huh. was because he couldn't have no control over. Yeah. What was going on? Okay. Because what I want to ask you is, do you have you ever got a chance? Because you know this always happens in sports. 
the team to let you go, you end up playing against that team. Mm-hmm. And it's like an extra oomph. I wish I would have got it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, it's, for me, it's a, it's a, like I said, with the small leagues, uh-huh. the, uh, supplemental leagues as they call, mm-hmm. call them, it's a group of guys. Mm-hmm. It's a group of people, coaches, all that. Mm-hmm. And then at the next level, there's a group of guys. Mm-hmm. There's a group of people. Mm-hmm. Some of those people rub elbows. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And you get passed up. Ooh, it's a it's a whole mm-hmm. bigger scheme to mm-hmm. everything that's going on. I was just telling a brother this day at work. I said, no, and my talk with my son about it, he know, mm-hmm. no matter what you do in life, no matter what level you go to in life, you're going to deal with some politics, man. <laughs> you're going to deal with it, dude. I don't care how good you are, man. You can be, man, I've seen it so much in my lifetime, man. But I've seen stuff, man, well, on my job. Good job, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, when they want to give somebody a job, they will write a job just for that one person. And they got 30 other people that's qualified to get the mm-hmm. job to put the application in. But now they wrote it for this dude. Mm-hmm. And then they put one clause in there mm-hmm. that only he has the qualification. Mm-hmm. And everybody else didn't even see that clause because mm-hmm. it was so little. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's like, how they doing it? I said, oh, I know where that comes from. That's politics, man. That's how they do it. I'm talking about from, from, from your four-year-old league mm-hmm. to the league you in right now. Politics, man. Yeah. You know what I'm On saying? On the other side of that, I want people to realize that's all politics and how you beat politics is. It's somebody that's, let's just put politics in a circle as a, as a, as a group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's somebody that's above all that. Oh, without that's doubt. circling around all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. see the person that's going through the politics. Yeah, That's yeah. the people that's rubbing the elbows and move on to the next level. I know, I've seen it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not happen for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna tell you what I like about you though, man. You still grinding, man. Yeah. You still, how old are you now? I'm 28. Yeah, yeah, you still got time. Yeah, yeah you ain't done. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you ain't done. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Keep on doing. Keep going, man. Keep exactly. going. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Bro. Hey, man. Yes, as we get ready to wrap up, bro. Once again, man, for you just gracing us with your time, I appreciate. It. Yes, like said, man. Everybody knows, man, how serious me and my dad are about our platform. Mm-hmm. So we thank you for your story. Yes, on our man. Platform. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. we know that it's gonna help somebody somewhere, man, with what you just said in mm-hmm. your story. Yes, sir. So I appreciate it, man. We got. A scenario that we give every guest, man. This is our closing question. Mm-hmm. We'll be ready to wrap up, man. Um, <clears throat> you got a young man. Um, I use a young man in this scenario. Mm-hmm. He is on the edge of the bridge, man. He just heard your episode, you know what I'm saying? But he's on the edge of the bridge. He's thinking about jumping. You know what I'm saying? You may have a young man who has a syringe or a needle beside him. He just heard your episode, but he's still thinking about carrying out that, if you will. You got a young man that may have pills beside him. He just heard your episode, heard the story. He has family issues, if you will. He's thinking about going ahead and you pick up what I'm putting down. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to, in two or three minutes, give me, give that brother some sort of motivation. Give that young man some sort of wherewithal to understand, man, if I myself went through everything I went through, you can get through what you're going through now, man. What would you tell that young man right here today? Um, now, depending on if he has the will to continue to go, if he has the will, then if he if he does it, how is he going to be able to see what a success looks like? Mm. That's a big thing for me. Like, that's what keeps me going. Is I want to see what my success looks like, and not only that, 
I know what my smallest success looked like, you mm-hmm. know, and my smallest success was such a grand success to other people. Mm-hmm. I want to see what the, mm-hmm. the vision that I envision in my mind. Mm-hmm. Sure. The dream, mm-hmm. the reality, mm-hmm. which one do you want to live in? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Christian, mm-hmm. if the person is a Christian, mm-hmm. the will to live success there's more to come when mm-hmm. you believe in what you have going for sure and a person with the will not to live mm-hmm. and not to continue to go is probably the person that actually has the most will to want to live and probably mm-hmm. has i wouldn't say the most to give but the most to give for himself mm-hmm. which will impact mm-hmm. more people more people the success you want you want to see that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. if i'm not a person that is going to sit there and tell you no or cry or whine and boo boo and that's probably a lot of the problems that i've come to realize about my prior and past relationships is because again i've been through a bunch of stuff <laughs> so for me it's like i'm not going to cry over that spilled milk mm-hmm. so i'm not going to sit here and tell you oh try to try to keep yourself alive or this that the third that's that's just not the person I am and it might seem petty or trivial and I might not seem like your holy savior but mm-hmm. I'll lead you to water but you don't have to drink it mm-hmm. that's real yeah mm-hmm. so your success is that is that not what you want to see or what you're living for and I understand a lot of people don't live for that or even think about the success mm-hmm. and what it could be but as long as you're living you can do it mm-hmm. that's that's probably what I'll have to tell them that's real. That's real, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it, yeah. man. That's real. Another great podcast, man. Yeah, we got man. you guys, man. We got my boy again, Trey Dante Hill, man. Trey Make Dante sure that Hill. You guys, Remember that oh, name, man. One more thing. Remember your social media name. handles, man. Give give all of your, your Instagram, your Facebook, YouTube, the highlight tapes. Where can we find you at? Where can our folks find you at, man? It's listening to me. Trey Dante Hill, T-R-E-Y-D-O-N-T-E, apostrophe, Hill. And then everybody knows me as Flash, Flash Hill, 14. Mm-hmm. That's a F-L-A-H-S-H, another H for the hill, mm-hmm. H-I-L-L, and then 14, mm-hmm. you know, because that's my number. And, um, you know, you can find me anywhere saving the day. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to like say nothing. Else. Cool. Yeah, we going to leave it. Yeah, there. we got to leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can't do. You can't do what you can't do. Next, Nashville, <laughs> until next week, it's a wrap. Yeah, Black man, don't get trapped. What's up, Nashville? We hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. At the end of every episode, we give love and recognition to those who have invested or who have partnered with us in our movement for black men and mental health. If you would like to be a sponsor for Black Men Event 2 to help us be better, sound better, and do better with our movement to better black men and mental health, let us know. Email us at blackmenvent, the number two, at yahoo.com. That is B-L-A-C-K-M-E-N-V-E-N-T, two, at yahoo.com. We want to thank Mr. Tony Jenkins, Senior Marketing Director, for being a sponsor 
of black men venting. We need more. Help us out. Thank you.